Welcome to Gender Meowster Podcast Network. Genderful is a talk show featuring non-binary and trans folks discussing various topics and special interests. We kindly remind our listeners that no person is a monolith of identities. All opinions are the speaker's own. This show airs live on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash gender meowster and VODs with show notes can also be found on YouTube. So hello everyone, I'm Gender Meowster, I use they them pronouns, I'm your host today, and I will let our guest introduce herself. Absolutely, hi everyone, I'm Emmy, I go by Emmy the Odd here on Twitch, and I am a gender fluid human being, my pronouns are she and they, in no particular order, both are perfectly fine. Both are perfectly delightful. Indeed, they both are in fact. So, friends, Emmy the Odd is a fellow Twitch streamer. I am, yes. Do, I'm, do you uh, want to tell us about what you like to stream lately, at least? Sure. Uh, I know I'm generally a variety streamer. I have lately been playing a lot of Hades, some Stardew Valley, and some Nautica Below Zero, because apparently I don't know how to ga- play games that are short. <laughs> I set myself lofty goals. And I, I know I like to make sure that I have an environment that's warm and open and fun. I don't play games for the sense of defeating the game. It's mostly for the lols. And I, <laughs> I have a tendency to mess up a lot. It's a very silly and happy place. I'm also a producer on a channel called Adventures Pack, which is where we're a bunch of nerdy friends sharing what we love. That is, we do video games there, but that one's a little bit more of a TTRPG and a tabletop gaming space. We work very hard on, again, friendship is like the important thing for that channel is that we want to be sure that it's a, a friendly and open environment. And that's something that's really important to me, being on the internet and existing as I do. It's very important. I love that so much. As you probably just saw in my channel trailer, this is also a very comfy, cozy, wholesome place. <laughs> where we like to oh, yes. be trans and play games. <laughs> Without a doubt, which is part of why I know I've enjoyed whenever I do find myself in your chat and in your community. It's been terribly lovely. Absolutely a happy place to be. I love that you called it terribly lovely. I, lo- <laughs> I love the when you surprise and switch and ah, there's a word for this and I can't remember it. I like to call it aggressively wholesome because you don't expect <laughs> those two words to go together. Like our community is aggressively wholesome. You post in the selfies channel and you tell us like which gender or genders of praise you want. And we will just like heckin love you up in a very like, (laughs) it's not about romance. It's just about like solidarity and support. Also, we we Uh have more rainbow redeemed. So here we are with more rainbow. Oh, do I have more (laughs) rainbows? Oh, I've got rainbow dice behind my head. There but they they were they were there the whole time. So <laughs> it's not really more. I have more rainbow dice, but I'd have to go reach down for them. It's all good. <laughs> it's totally all good. I have a little box with various rainbow things that I can put on. So it's like <laughs> they push the button every twenty minutes, and my outfit just gets gayer and gayer. It's super fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, that's so cute. Oh, I love that. I love it too. It's very fun. So good. Okay, so on your Adventures Pack channel, that yes. you co-produce and have friends on, do you only play Dungeons & Dragons or do you play other stuff too? 
This is my sure. favorite question to ask tabletop people. We've played, I know on stream, we've also played a World of Darkness game, which is very scary. If you do go find it, we do have content warnings on it just because it is very scary. But it was also a place of actually a lot of happiness for me because actually on that particular uh, short campaign that we did, I was actually the first time I'd gotten to play a non-binary character actually on uh, on stream. So it was uh, very nice and very meaningful for me. We have some plans to play other TTRPGs, but right now with the uh, with the ye olde quarantine, we had just started with D&D proper. And as we have, everybody's actually officially, like most of our main cast is officially vaccinated now. So we have plans for other short campaigns. And as much as we love D&D, we also want to branch out and played more tabletop and tabletop RPGs. That's absolutely something that's in our plan because we enjoyed the World of Darkness one. It was an adventure. Yeah. Uh, So there's two resources I want to tell you personally about. I've already told people in my channel about this all the time. So one of the resources is the Knights of the Bantam. They are a socialist tabletop collective and they play Dungeons and Dragons, but they also play a bunch of other tabletop games. And I have moved a lot or all of my tabletop production over to their community because there's just more support to get it done. Like it was a lot to try and do it with like me being the only person who was focused on it and other people kind of chiming in when they could. It was just too much for us to handle and do like with captions Mm -hmm. and independent video feeds and all that stuff and all the tech and all the training of all the new players every week. It was a lot. So there's, there's a whole community of people that are super excited about TTRPGs and are like very much have similar values to me and I presume you as well being diversity focused and accessibility and all of that that's one the other is my friend Logan who on the internet is known as ink and stories Logan is a table a writer of tabletop games and is a trans man so wonder wonderful genderful being has been on the show before and it's this sweet little game called Green Hollow that's GMless and diceless and no prep. So if you ever have a week where your GM just cannot and you still want to play, you can literally just boot up the game on the internet and just play over the internet. It's so awesome. Oh, that's cute. I want to say I had heard that the GMless and dice base. I want to say I may have actually seen their stuff put pop up on something. Did tweets about it and stuff. So you might have seen our little Twitter ad that we ran for it. That might have been exactly where I saw it. Uh, yeah. Okay. Perfect. I'll have to go look some more of that up. I know I just found your link for Knights of the Bantam. I always love more resources for so fun, fun. TTR. Yeah. Space. I was actually, I was streaming some Minecraft with some fellow knights earlier today. And it was my first time ever playing Minecraft. It was just like a wonderful <gasps> mess of me not knowing anything and everyone else fighting the thing so I can tame the cat. That was the whole goal was like, I want to tame this cat. <laughs> we went to hell and back for the cat. It was ridiculous and wonderful. Yeah, that's exactly what it's all about. <laughs> Let's be very real. In the video games, do we have a pet? Can we pet the pet? We must take care of the pet. That's right. Uh- I have a buddy, he's a, a Minecraft streamer, and yeah, every time I watch it, I've also never played Minecraft, so I'm just very concerned about his pets pretty much the whole time. That's so <laughs> I have no idea what else is going on. <laughs> Love it so much. The last thing that I just remembered that I wanted to mention is on my Ko-Fi, I do have a producer's guide for tabletop games. So I know you said you all are wanting to go back to in-person, but if you do want <laughs> some resources on how do we get multiple video feeds, how do we all have our own closed captions, how do we set all the things up, I do have that guide available in my Ko-Fi shop for you or anyone else who's interested in running a tabletop thing or anything where you have multiple people you're trying to talk and collaborate. 
and a thing. That is all available on the shop if anyone is interested. Yeah. It's definitely a tricky life, that's for sure. <laughs> this is a lot of tech. It took me a lot of time to figure out, and I had to guest on a couple people's shows to figure out what I really wanted for my build. And then I promptly got tired and effed right off and stopped trying it all. <laughs> that's okay, though. That's nice of the Phantom. It's so great. <laughs> yeah, I know it's been a tricky thing on our end that even after doing it for a year with everybody calling in, we're still trying to perfect it because, yeah. Of course, the uh, what is it? A necessity is the mother of invention. At some mm-hmm. point, with all of this going on, we just had to. You did such a great job. Here you are. So okay. I want, since we only have an hour with you today, I want to jump into our wonderful questions we've come up with. So the first one I have is: Can you tell us just a little bit more about your experience socially as a gender fluid person? So we'll talk more about mental health, internal this next but first i just wonder like social facing out what is that like for you it's a unique way to live i would say one of the most interesting things that i deal with socially is it's almost hard to even put into words but generally speaking a presumption of how that's going to look or how i'm going to present on any given day whether or not people know Mm -hmm. uh, i'm gender fluid if they don't know they typically assume that I am a cisgender woman. And and that's a large reason why I do still use the pronouns I was born with, which are she, hers, because those are by and large still struggles that I still experience in the world. But alternatively, when people do find out, because it's it, for people who know what they're looking at, it's pretty glaringly obvious. The other thing that I can run to, into occasionally because my gender presentation moves around a lot from any given day. I experience days where I look very masculine, days where I look very feminine, days where I look very androgynous. And this can be confusing, I think, is sometimes the best word for some people, or there's this assumption that it's over or things like that. And so, yeah, people make very weird and odd kind of assumptions about whatever they think my gender is because it moves around so much which can be very exhausting. I can say that when I've been in environments where, and I'm also very open to talking about it if you ask me questions, I'm super, oh, I'll tell you all about it. It's not that big a deal. When that does happen, it is, it's, I know I've had, actually I was sitting down at a group not that long ago, vaccinated folks that I had mostly just met. And weirdly, they all took the time to sit down and talk about their pronouns, even though I was the only non-cisgender person in the room and yeah exactly i gotta tell you right now it made me feel so validated because now that conversation's pretty much like it's been had now and i can there's not really any questions about it and it's going to be just fine because they see me pretty regularly and they see this happening and when that happens it's very easy and simple and straightforward when people just simply ask me but socially if there's an assumption it gets really weird really fast and i can tell people struggle with whatever is going on with me and we'll make weird comments, which is fine. But yeah, primarily that's something that I would love to see more of, even just in cisgender groups, just because I think it does, it's very freeing. For example, when that did happen in that group, I remember there was one guy who was just like, yeah, I think this is just what we do now. I love that. And I was like, oh, thank God. Uh, This makes my life so much easier if you just started at the beginning. I've just started, whenever people ask me for my name, I'll say name and pronouns. It's like my pronouns have become part of my name. Mm-hmm. And I just, I like in my brain, I just have had to lump it together because there's not that second question and what are your pronouns very often. 
And so I've had to hack my own brain and be like, they, them is part of my name now. <laughs> so when someone uh-huh. asks, that's what you say. So-and-so, these pronouns. Yep. Yeah. I know that's something I'm still absolutely working on. And this, I think, goes back to also a sensibility of how I exist socially. I know there was a very long time there where I didn't necessarily, I would, I, and this was, of course, uh, we will get into the brain stuff here in a minute, but there was a very long time there where I didn't feel valid as a gender fluid person. So I was like, oh, I still use she pronouns. So like it's people don't ask, it's fine. It's whatever. People don't need to know my business. It's not that big a deal. It just kind of got like- still erasure though. Just there's erasure in both- Exactly. And not straight communities. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It was just me just shoving it into a corner and erasing it, which is not healthy for me or for our existence proper. And so there's that, that struggle to feel like, oh, valid within that space. And so I'm, that's the thing I know I personally am still working on training myself as, which is telling people my pronouns, making sure that they, they know and are comfortable with it. And while it's great to wait for people to ask the question, alternatively, just telling people is also a perfectly valid thing to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and probably even just better in some situations, staves off a lot of stuff. I'm curious if you'll talk a little bit more about pronouns. I'm realizing we skipped a little bit over some of the pronoun stuff. Do you feel like your pronouns vary from day to day or more situation to situation? Is it minute by minute, hour by hour? Or is it like today I'm she? How does that work for you? It's it's something, I'll be honest, that I still work on exactly how I feel at any given time. It does move around to a degree. There are days where I feel more comfortable with one than the other when I wake up. Largely... The realization I am coming to as time goes on is that it is more largely situational based on what I am doing or where I am existing. One can be more or less appropriate. Mm-hmm. As I was saying earlier, I know I still use the pronouns I was born with largely because I still have female struggles in that sense. A lot of the struggles that I exist in largely come back to being marginalized as having as being AFAB. But alternatively, and so when I enter those situations where I'm talking about the struggles that I experience in that way, that's when I typically feel most comfortable using she, her pronouns. Mm -hmm. But when it comes down to talking about my existence and and my gender and my presentation, I always get just really happy when someone uses they, them pronouns for me. It just, it sparks just a a little bit of joy. I'm just like, oh, yay, that's That's exactly right. (laughs) <laughs> and for folks who are only listening later, will you describe your eye makeup to us? Oh, sure. It's shimmery. It's so shimmery. It's so shiny. I, and that's uh, another one, again, that I, I just like shiny colors. <laughs> I'm such a pack rat of just shiny things, which for those who are listening, not talking, I know I've got a bunch of shiny lights and shiny dice and shiny cards and shiny books. And shiny <laughs> and- floops. Shiny floofs, because I have a floof obsession. It's a, it's a real heckin' problem. But my friends love me, which is why they keep giving me floofs, which is why I've got a bunch of them. And they all yeah, have names. Shiny. They do. That one's Truffle, and that one's Koru Koru, and that one's Frambois. Nice. <laughs> love it so much. So great. Yes. <laughs> they're, so, they're too pure. <laughs> so wonderful. All right. Will you tell us a little bit about your experience mentally as a gender fluid person? So we've talked about socially a bit. I'd love to hear more about how it feels in your brain. Yeah, sure. My exploration of my gender, I, it's one of those things where you look back at yourself when you're a younger person, you're like, oh yeah, no, that started way younger than I was actually 
thinking about it, but my cognizant awareness of it really started late in college and moving forward past that point. And there were a lot, there was a long period of time where I didn't, even though I knew I was on this journey, I didn't really have words for the emotions for it. And I think the, one of the hardest anxieties of coming to a piece with being gender fluid is that it moves around a lot. Mm-hmm. My, my existence the fluid in, part comes in. Exactly. It moves around all <laughs> the time. And so there will be days where I get it. Or, and even now, even though when I'm coming to a place where I'm almost 100% more comfortable with it than I've ever been in my entire life, there are still days where I struggle with even just the basic things of just picking out an outfit. I obviously clothes and presentation are not your entire gender, but it, especially for me, I, I large, I, like my shiny eyeshadow, I enjoy being able to make that presentation with my clothing. And it's something that brings me a lot of euphoria. And so just there will be even days where the anxiety of just staring at my closet can be really exhausting. And that was a lot when I was first coming to this conclusion was something that could be very deeply overwhelming was just mm-hmm. staring at what I was going to wear that day mm-hmm. and feeling like it was, again, th- that sense of validity of yesterday I was super comfortable in my button up and tie and slacks but today I really want to wear a pretty skirt and does that invalidate my comfort wearing the slacks yesterday and vice versa that was one of the I think the just again getting over that anxiety of yes it is mm-hmm. okay and it is fine for you want to wear either both swap around a little bit of here there and everywhere it's okay and you don't need to be anxious about that you need don't need to be thinking about what other people need from this. You really need to be thinking about what you need to make yourself feel comfortable. I know I had dance between body dysmorphia a little bit. I know I personally don't use the trans tag usually and things like that because it's not my particular journey. But even then I still have days where there's that sense of, okay, in order to be gender fluid, masculine, anything at all, your body needs to look X, Y, or Z Mm. way. Mm -hmm. And I will, even though, and it's, uh, again, a very hard thought battle of making sure that I feel comfortable in my body, there are still days where you end up just staring at it and you're like, this, you're incorrect right now. Mm. And that, this, yeah, this is incorrect. And even though I know I personally don't have any plans for medical transition or anything like that, there's still that sense of, oh, is that what you... Is that how you do it? And it's like, everybody just calm down. It's fine. And there are days again where because my body is not particularly masculine looking, living in that, even on days where that's how I want to present, can be tricky and requires a lot of, of patience and self-love and the knowledge that that discomfort was not put there by myself. It's, it's a journey and definitely requires days of just calm and self-reflection and reminding myself that this is the vessel I'm in and it is fine. That Those are some of the trickier days. And then even then some of the trickiest days are weirdly on the days that I do want to present more femme. Mm-hmm. Finding that comfortability too can be tricky because again, you start to, to have that, that nagging little dowdy voice in the back of your brain talking to you about if you feel comfortable in a skirt today, then are, is this really who you, and you're like, shut up brain. That's, that's 
this is not this is not how cis women feel about their bodies. That's an entirely different journey, and cis that's women right. don't need to look at themselves that way. If I that's, right. that's just not yeah exactly. So like, finding cis, that cis women may okay. distress about matching the colors right or something like making sure the outfit is cute, but there is no is this presenting me the gender I'm supposed to be like that's a whole other layer. Yeah, exactly. Like it's obviously like the dysmorphia for women is incredible for for all people. We've absolutely messed with the ways that we perceive our bodies as humans. Oh, more rainbows. <laughs> and that is absolutely a valid point and a, a valid pain, but alternatively, yeah, I don't know any cisgender women who look in the mirror and are like, is this how my gender presents? Like at that's and so again, that's that reminder of the fluid means everywhere and that I, that's something I may have to regularly check in with myself and again it has been nothing but an incredibly rewarding journey and I feel so much more comfortable myself and my existence because of it but there are days where it slides and I just have to be aware of it I continue to I'm also a ridiculously lucky person in that I am surrounded with just an obnoxious amount of support it's I'm very blessed and privileged in that which is not to say that everyone always knows what to do with that support, but <laughs> nonetheless, I'm very gracious and lucky to be surrounded with a lot of supportive people who I can talk to about this. And even though I, I may not have always felt comfortable, once I did, I, I was very lucky to have a, a large support network. And I'd be a liar if I said that didn't help a lot. And I know so many people who didn't have that love and support and it just goes out there to say the best thing you can do for the people in your life who are LGBTQ, the unconditional love, even if you don't necessarily know what to do with it, is quite literally life-saving. Are there particular, usually I ask about resources at the end, but I wonder if there are any particular resources that have really supported you on your journey of gender fluidity? Sure. You know, I remember you asking that question, and honestly, I wish I had better ones. The And I, I know that they're probably out there. And this is something that I know I would even love to find more resources on it. So if anybody knows any, tell me. Because I know I largely hoofed it, which is, again, a thing that I was privileged to be able to do because I was surrounded by people who loved me. And But alternatively, I, I don't know that's necessarily always enough. It's sometimes just, again, it can be so relaxing to just sit down in a room with someone who feels the same way as you. And even though I'm a, a horrifyingly shy person, I and it, always look up if there's a group in your area who meets because I the power of just simply representation and not having to explain yourself in a room can be overwhelming and while I wish I had better gender fluid resources most of mine have simply come from yeah having having been surrounded by loving people and that's not always an option for folks like us yeah with the start of lockdowns and things a year ago a year and change ago and I won't go too oh, much into depth yeah. about that because I don't want to freak people out but with the start of all <laughs> that I realized there was a huge need for especially trans community for folks that were going home I, I was just imagining all the college kids who had just gone to school and started exploring their gender and now they have to go back and live in mom and dad's house and, and be in the closet again and all of that and so uh -huh. one of the things that my dear friend Mirami who's one of the mods in chat here and I worked really have worked very hard on for a year now 
is pouring a lot of love and energy into our Discord server, mm. which has all kinds of different questioning roles for different identities, including gender, sexuality, plurality, neurodiversity, disability, and probably another one I'm forgetting because I think there might be six now. The latest sort of conversation support type space we've added is actually for parents of trans people. My mom was the guest on the show uh -huh. last week. And mm. there's a lot of like parents now that are starting to appear because we're getting enough engagement and intention that the trans people are sending their parents our way. Aww. We now have a Facebook group, which has one person in it so far, but we have a Facebook group and we have our little chat with our three parents that are in Discord so they can all talk to each other about what it's like being parent of, of trans youth or adults either way. That's the so, purest thing. I love that. Yeah. So it's, we have our own little online P flag. <laughs> like maybe <laughs> at some point the parents will organize and actually create some sort of online chapter. I don't know how that works at all. That would be super cool, but <laughs> I'm not a parent of trans kids currently. So I do have two stepchildren, but so far no one has told me anybody's trans adventures. But yeah, so we've had to create that resource because we wanted it to exist. We wanted it to be online because meeting in person had a lot of, wasn't happening for a while there. Yeah. And it's, especially if you're younger and you can't drive, it's hard to go get the, the connection resources you need. So anyways, mm -hmm. that's why we have our little Discord server. It's really lovely. And can attend. I've read some of it. I'm so bad at existing online, which is terrible for a content creator. But I've read through a lot of your Discord and I can confirm if you're not in it already, it is such a, a pure and lovely space. And I've, I've seen your support channels and that's that's just so ridiculously support important. Because again, having an environment at home it, that doesn't always exist. And I know that all of this was a very hard time for queer kids who were largely experiencing freedom and now being stuck at home. And perhaps those homes weren't so inviting. And I also know that, again, I really absolutely came to this journey later in my life, mm -hmm. despite incredibly obvious signs, pretty much my whole life. Yeah. Uh, but there was, when I was a kid, there was no, there was nowhere for me to go to ask these questions. There was no, that, that environment just simply did not exist. And these days, being able to see how much easier it is. Obviously, it is not easy, which is, I think, an important statement that a lot of people conflate, which is where I'm like, oh, it's easier to find these resources today. And people are like, oh, so it's easy now. I'm like, no. Alternatively, it really warms my heart that there are a lot more resources like your Discord out there where people can just find each other and ask questions and talk the asking of the questions. Again, if I had met more gender fluid people when I was a kid, or at the very least known that, that was a thing that you could be, I would have saved myself a lot of anxiety and heartache. Yeah. My heart is so warm. This is such a lovely conversation. <laughs> I'm so glad it that, is. that you had time to hang out today. Um, oh, for sure. I'm just so happy you wanted to have me. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. When you reached out, I was like, oh my God. Cause yeah, it's one of those things that I get, I talk about it. It's not something that at any point I am closed off about, at least certainly not anymore. I know that this last year has really been a time for me to be talking about it more. Like people knew, but I didn't talk about it. Mm -hmm. And these days I'm very happy and talk about it. But alternatively, there aren't a lot of genderful people that I talk to a lot. And it's 
boy, it's nice. Again, that same thing of just being able to talk to somebody who at the very least, even if it's not the same journey, Mm -hmm. it is an adjacent journey where you say things and they're not like, oh, wow, I never would have thought of it that way. They're just like, oh yeah, that makes complete sense. And you don't have (laughs) boy, that's nice. (laughs) Totally. If I look hard enough, I might be able to find a plaid blue thing like you're wearing. Oh yeah. <laughs> this I is uh I wish I thought of that standard. before we started streaming. <laughs> this is a, this is my stereotype shirt. Uh, yeah, that's a, a running gag actually in my home is how much more of a stereotype can Emmy look like? It's just <laughs> like all right, great. Uh, especially I know I am I am gender fluid and I I also am uh, pansexual or bisexual. Not all pansexual and bisexual people will use both of those labels. It's true. Very important thing that I am always preface it with. I uh, will actively use both because I feel them both to be true. But yeah, I know I'm just like. I have another friend who's bisexual just keeps sending me memes and I'm like, shut up. <laughs> got my plaid is... and my leather boots. Yeah, gender gender plaid. It's got layers to which I say <laughs> pun. Do you have a favorite pun this week? I did not warn you I would ask you this because I just came up with Oh it. no, oh no. Do I have, I always try and make my stream titles pun themed. Oh, that's so great. Oh. Yeah, especially my Stardew one. So they're always food puns, I oh, think. It was, what was my, oh, my last one was about kale. Oh no. Oh, I saw one recently. Oh no. Yeah. As yeah. soon as your ass is gone, yeah. uh, especially as a hugely punnage person. How do I have none now? <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Finger gun. <laughs> that should be in your bio. Like Emmy oh, the Odd, finger guns and puns. Finger that's guns that's puns. the whole bio. <laughs> Just add your pronouns at the end. Yeah, she, they, finger guns and puns. I should add it. My my bio right now, I believe, is aspiring human, which I also, uh, I like that that one too. But I like finger guns and puns too, because boy, does that happen a lot. (laughs) Because as I ever mentioned, I am a stereotype. Oh no! Oh, I love finger it. I see it. It could be it could be your stream title when you go live and we raid you in fifteen minutes. Oh, guns and puns. I should definitely. <laughs> that'll have to be it. That'll have to be it now. It's just a requirement. Oh, that makes my life easier. Um, I don't have to think about that one now. But actually, on that, I was talking about being a stereotype again. I think that it's very important. Just a thing to throw it out there is that with genderful people, I think it's very important to remember that as as much as I joke about, oh, I'm a stereotype, alternatively, we all look very different. And I think that was something that when I was first discovering this label was important for me to remember is that all of us exist in this sphere entirely differently. And I think especially right now with more non-binary people being represented in media and in conversations and just simply our existence being recognized is that there's a reason why all of us present it differently and talk about it differently. Because as much as I know even you and I have, we are both non-binary, but have a completely different representation of what that means for us. And it's very important. We're both non-binary and we're both AFAB, I think. Yes. And and, I wear it when I'm feeling mischievous. So all the time, right? Yeah. Oh, it's. I'll be dang if it ain't this. The little things that just spark joy, like sparkle poop. <laughs> this is my second anniversary present from my wife yesterday. <laughs> I could love it. It's the cutest. Oh no! Uh, the little things that bring us joy, like my floofsters, like my cloister of floofs. 
which is the technical term, by the way, if anyone looks it up, floomphs live in cloisters. Uh, but I love that. <laughs> is that right out of the monster manual? It is, yeah. I'm nice. not making it up. It's the technical term. <laughs> That's so great. I love the pure, adorable things. But yeah, it's important to, like you were saying at the beginning of this program, that we're not monolithic. We are all very different and have different ways of expressing that. I know I'm absolutely one of those people that describes my gender as random inanimate objects. Oh, yeah. What's your gender today? My gender is probably a floomph. It feels very appropriate. <laughs> I know I was telling you earlier before all this started that I have... Oh, my God. My gender no. is Evie with a witch hat made of paper that <laughs> I made myself. Oh, God. Because it's the hat's your own. I love it. Yeah. Oh. It's from a book called Tiny Hats on Cats. And Nefertiti oh, was God. having none of it. So I put it on an inanimate object instead. <laughs> it's much safer now. It's far less likely to be destroyed. Yeah. yeah, I know. I've described a can that's got a bunny with a chainsaw on it. And I, for a very long time, described that as my gender because it was like weird and ephemeral and did not make any dang sense. And I was like, yeah, sure, that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's a fun existence. But the important thing I think to also remember is that like there, there does hit a point when we do talk about gender euphoria and... For those of you who've, who may or may not be, who may be on this journey and haven't experienced yet, or for those of you who are, or have never questioned it, it's something that's just so deeply overwhelming when it does happen, where you're just comfy. Mm -hmm. It's harder to describe than other, just, it's just, you're comfortable. And yeah. boy, that's just so nice. It's just so nice to be comfortable. Yeah, yeah. Can you give a specific example of gender euphoria? from your life oh yeah you know I, and again i know i talked about, again earlier about how clothes are obviously not entirely your representation but i know lately i've been in a place in my life where i get to i don't wear a uniform and i've been able to largely reek and i've been able to go outside more now that i'm vaccinated and things like that and i'm re-exploring myself in a, a post-pandemic world and there, I've got this um, big mirror right by the front door, and there will be moments when I'm doing my last check to look at myself in the front, in the window, in the mirror. And it's just, again, where that when that anxiety of staring at the closet and staring at myself in the mirror fades away, and you just see yourself. Yeah. And you just look. Sure, maybe I look like a stereotype, but I'll be danged if I'm not a happy stereotype. It's. Or it's just, I look weird and funky and myself. And I, I don't owe how I look to anyone but the person in the mirror. And that I think is probably that there's, it happens pretty frequently now. And every time it happens, I'd be alive if it didn't hit exactly the same. Mm -hmm. Of just being able to look at yourself and be okay with whatever that is today. I love that. Self acceptance. Mm -hmm. It's the whole thing for me. Absolutely. Everyone else is great. But at, at the end of the day, I want to be comfy with how I feel about me. So Crom the Crusher asks, are there any figures in pop culture or media that you look up to or have inspired you or guided you on your journey of gender explorations? Oh, man, that's a solid question. Now, I will preface this statement very importantly with some of the things I might say with this, I'm gonna probably end up naming some villains 
And I know a lot of you who are in this chat probably already know this, but a lot of villains are queer coded and gender fluid coded. It it is a reality. So for better or for worse, these can end up being some people that like when you look at them, you're like, oh. I see it now. I know. And actually, I know we talked about this a little bit when we were first talking, when I popped into your chat, that you and I both have Molly Mock shirts. And yeah. I know it's, it's a, it was a D&D podcast, but oh, I'm so jelly bellies. Oh, it looks so good. Oh, he looks so good. The, this is the Molly Mock. I don't know what to call this. It's not a toy or a doll, but it is it's a toy a and a doll. Model. Yeah. Somewhere in between those things. The collectible. People have neckbeard opinions about what this is called, and I don't know enough to know what to call it, but it's nice. I certainly do either. <laughs> oh my god, he looks so good. But I remember, especially as a person who was really entering the TTRPG space right around the time I started watching that show, like, they weirdly coincided. I had existed doing TTRPGs before, but never seriously. And I was playing in a game right around the time that season two came out. And it was one of those moments of, you can play whatever you want. And it it really was, again, especially as a person who does exist as a gender fluid pansexual person, I was I felt immediately just that moment of, oh, I I get it. I get it. That's something that it again, those moments of just, oh, there that's a that's an existence that's comfortable. And what was so great about Molly was how just ridiculously comfortable he was in himself and in his skin and in the way he existed with other people. And I realized, again, it sounds silly, but it was one of those things where representation absolutely matters because I felt more aware of who I was and that it was okay to be comfortable. It was okay to not have to explain it or have to deal with what other people thought. You could just be okay. And that one, that he meant a lot to me. Yeah, I guess that's the, the one that comes to mind immediately. That's not a villain. <laughs> but there, there are a lot of fun. Like I know I haven't watched any of the new Loki show. I really do want to, but I know they keep teasing. They're like, we're going to do Loki gender fluid. I'm like, the mythology has been gender fluid the whole time, you guys. Yeah, but Disney actually makes it happen. I'll be like, okay, sure, Disney. But I will say, yeah, every time I do see like Tom Hilston in the suit as Loki, I'm like, oh, okay. I get that. But yeah, I know. Yeah. I, and especially, I think, I, I obviously there are people out there who are gender fluid, who are real people. But for a very long time, most of the representation that I got out there were fictional people. Because mm -hmm. that's just how... Ah, whether the, 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 those are the crumbs we get. That's true. A book to recommend that I just picked up and Ooh. actually learned about it on a Twitch streamer's channel. I learned about okay. it from Lime Jello. I think there's two L's and two O's in Jello for Lime Jello. But it's called To Survive on This Shore. And it's a book of trans elder stories that That's... with full color pictures. And so there's actually like trans men in their seventies in this book and trans women and all kinds of other beings. Wow. It's so cool. So we've already read the first two entries, but I can show those pictures again because it was, so there's just oh, like gosh. really lovely stories about these people, these trans elders, because so often I don't hear about trans elders. I hear about trans people that die, oh. but I don't hear about trans people that live. So it's actually yeah. our newest channel point redemption is we take time to read out of this. 
which I should oh, turn off for podcast episodes because I don't want to be streaming other people's content during the podcast episodes, but it's lovely. It's a really lovely time. So come back another time and check that out if you would like. I will have to. And I actually just put the the title of that in my search engine because, and I know this is something that I still struggle with, which is that idea of existing as a queer person who doesn't have to have their life end in tragedy is very hard. I think there's, uh, and I think there's this large sense in the media that queer representation is sad. And that's something I fight for even with the things that I create is I, I remember reading somewhere recently that even if you let queer people write it, they will often end up writing something sad. And mm -hmm. I think that's because there's that thing in our brain of this is a painful existence when it's really uh, my existence is not painful. And that's something that I had took such a long time to struggle with that I can actually live a ridiculously normal and happy life and be comfortable and happy and loved and exist. And that is fine. Mm -hmm. And so whenever I do meet people who, especially because uh, a lot of people of that age live through the HIV pandemic and things like that, when mm -hmm. you meet these people who are not only survivors, but happy survivors, it's so important to remember that's something that's going to exist for me down the line. And to hear those stories, again, most of the representation we get is of sadness and pain or fictional characters or villains. And it's nice to just know there's positive stuff out there, like our elders who, yeah, I, I know obviously there wasn't any of it this year, but I know I've been to uh, Pride events where you I've met elders and people who've gone through stuff who are a generation or two older than me. And mm -hmm. for them... To see them out there, I know I've seen a few of them like even just start to cry just simply because they can exist outside. And that's always, and they see people like me. Like I remember once I was at a bi pride rally and there was a gentleman who was in his 60s and there was a little kid who was excited to see us. And he asked Aww. the kid if he knew what we were there for. And the kid told him yes and explained that he was very happy to see us and that he did know what bisexuality was. And he was so emotional it we have so much to learn from the elders who made our existence possible yeah no <laughs> the purity of it all <laughs> totally on the topic of pride we're actually having a pride party on saturday in the discord if you'd like to oh come. my gosh it'll be from if i'm able I will 11 a.m to 2 p.m pacific but maybe it'll go long because maybe two is when we're going to start a movie so it'll be less party and more chill hangout after the party time. And someone that I know, I think, is one of the actors, possibly also producers of the film. I think it's called The Perfect um, Wedding or something. It's a it's it looks like it's a pretty wholesome queer film. We've been watching queer films all month, but it's been a lot of sad, like you were just talking about. And so I'm excited mm -hmm. to finally watch a wholesome, happy film and making us being out like non-binary people making these streams, it feels like a great way to show people like you too can be non-binary and happy. It's possible. Here we are yeah, being non-binary be, and happy. Yeah, you too can be laughter. completely fine. Like, <laughs> totally. You can, yeah, you too can experience a life where, not to say that of course that trauma and pain doesn't exist, but as a general everyday existence, you can just walk through the world and it's fine. It is totally okay. And that existence is not what causes you pain. The pain is caused by other people being garbage about it. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to live through that it that anxiety and doubt and the the 
constant re-examining of yourself that can end. And of course, a self-examined life is obviously a good one, but that anxiety of, no, I can't be that way. That's obviously not how I am. That can go away and you can exist as just, I don't know, a person who likes floomphs. Yeah. <laughs> you, can, you can have special interests and hobbies and you don't have to only be your gender identity all the time, all day, every day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, again, as a person who is very open and proud of their existence and will absolutely loves to talk to folks about it because I think that's important. Alternatively, I don't wake up in the morning and go, how am I going to be gender fluid today? It just is. It just is. <laughs> like, uh, it doesn't require any, how will I do it today? I don't need a check sheet for it. It's just, it just what's happening. Yeah, it's, it's going to happen whether I want it to or not. So. <laughs> I love that so much. Yeah. Aww. Is there anything else that you want to make sure that folks know about your perspective on gender and non-binary transgender fluid type issues before we raid your channel? Oh, yes, that's right. Again, I would say that the best thing that everyone can do is to try very hard to never make assumptions of what the other people around you are and to always make sure, again, like talking about it earlier, sitting down at a table where there were a bunch of cisgender people who made sure that they went around and said all their pronouns, therefore it wasn't just me doing it. Like mm -hmm. doing the little things for the people around you and remembering that we all exist so superbly differently the other thing, though, that I would say is, while well, making sure that comfort exists, remembering that as much as I, I absolutely love to talk to you about this stuff, that there is also a fine line between that and making our stories and our bodies and our experiences public property. Be sure to listen and remember that we are human beings, too. And as much as our openness about this is, of course, important, that there's never an Owens of what we are and how we exist past what we are willing to give you. And again, just support literally saves lives, kids. Yep. Be, being as open and loving as you possibly can be. Even if you don't understand what that person needs, just telling them that you're going to try and give it is quite literally a lifesaver. So just remember that some things are just about the other people and that's okay. And just continue to show love. That would be, I would say, what's most important to me out there in this world right now. I love that so much. Thank you so much for being our guest today. This has been such a lovely conversation. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh, when I got your message, I was so happy. I was just so terribly excited. Like, I get to talk about this with somebody like who has a very respectful presence and again, such a respectful community. It, I've been looking forward to this. So I'm just so happy you wanted to heck and have me. That's so fun. I love it. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, you've, you've all been just a heckin' delight, so. No. Thank you. Thanks, friend. Thank you. See you I'll on see your you channel. Soon. Yes. See you guys soon. See ya. Everyone. That was so wonderful. Thank you so much.